0: What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel and Javi, and you're listening
1: to the Brown Sound Podcast.
0: We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective.
1: In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears,
0: joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Brown Sound Season 4, Episode 5. I know in the last episode, Javi said Episode 5, but it's okay. Yeah, I was wondering if anyone caught that. (laughs) 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 When I was was editing it, I was like, do I leave that in? Or how do I take that out? I was like, it's all right, you know, it's all good. Yeah, it's... I'm like I'm back from, you know, being on bed rest. Just my voice is somewhat making its way back, you know. Yeah, I in another last episode. Better. The last episode I shared that I had COVID, so thankfully yeah. I am, you know, back to living life again. Uh that was weird. I lost yeah. my, I lost my sense of smell, so it was like weird like not smelling anything and then it would like come back and go and come back. It was weird, so.
1: That is that is weird. Cheek X, what did you learn about that experience? Like about now everything? you're just yeah like you're not gonna make out with everybody now, right? yeah,
0: yeah, and I know to wear a, wear a mask when I'm out making out. Yeah, when you're making it wear a messy. <laughs> Uh No. What I learned about COVID is that it, it just shows up when it wants. You know, I don't know how after three years of ducking and dodging, you know. <laughs> ducking uh, and dodging COVID. <laughs> I somehow got it. And it wasn't because I was making out with anybody. It was just. It, it wasn't? Just <laughs> it just randomly <laughs> popped up. Um uh, It did. I did happen to get COVID after coming back from Mish, though, from Pendleton. So I'm like, am I telling on uh, myself? And yeah, we know what know. you do out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) no no i was i was there being good but um yeah so i'm back i'm back and i'm better cheek yeah
1: no i'm happy that you're better you guys had me all worried there for a second because i (laughs) texted you early in the day and i'm like hey how you doing and just didn't answer and i was (laughs) like did he did he die did he is he okay is he (laughs) in the ditch somewhere like
0: I was in yeah. my coffin, you know, I got like <laughs> 12 hours of sleep one day, I woke up, I woke up in the morning and I would see my phone and I would just like, doze back off. And then next thing I woke up, it was like eight at night. i I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah, so I woke up and it was like going, the sun was going down. And I was like, nah, I, I don't wish that on anybody. You know, the first day and mm-hmm. a half was pretty rough. And, and I'm not someone who normally gets sick. But when I do get sick, I get freaking punched in the gut i was put- like in the where <laughs> get punched in the
1: analogous <laughs> <laughs> You know, punched in the chichi. Yeah. <laughs> what? That no, uh, <laughs> chicharrones. <laughs> so, no, chika. I'm really happy that you're better. Uh You're back to your bubbly self. Oh, what? oh. oh okay, bubbly. <laughs> yeah, but uh no, chika. I I'm happy that you're better. I'm also um you know really happy about coming back on this episode because we actually have a uh you know special guest today. It's always yeah, it's always a good time dear. at the Brown oh, Sound. When we have a good, uh, when we have a special guest in the Brown Sound Studios, in the Brown Sound (laughs) Studio, yeah, out of uh, Central Florida, wish (laughs) not Central Florida, Southern Florida, so they're somewhere. Well,
0: Central Florida,
1: we could be like in Mexico, somewhere better. Like why, why why there? Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> You're right. Yeah. We don't have to limit ourselves to Florida now. No Chikax, Uh let's let's introduce our guests who, who do we have today?
0: So you guys, I'm excited to have I've been you know bugging him to come on the podcast for a while. I know in one of the recent episodes I you know was mentioned a little bit about the the youth conference that we did and yeah. so this so this special guest we have is a fellow Nimipu tribal member. He Ooh. is someone who you know just I feel like he should be our chairman until you know until we die you know he's 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 definitely a leader and you know a leader and everything that he does in our community does a lot of cool things with the youth and especially with the with the young the teenage boys because you know mentorship is important so we're gonna get into that but anyways let's give a brown sound welcome to yo what's good everybody What's going on? What's going on, Trey? We finally got you on the Brown Sound Podcast and excited to, excited to have you here and share all your uncle wisdom. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> what has it been, like, two years we've been trying to get yeah. Trey on the show? It's like, but you've only been live for a year. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we, you know, before even, we just, yeah, you're in our minds.
1: So. I think you're our very first black uh, guest like or male I'm nimi-poo. Kidding. Yeah, and, and black guest on the show. I'm like, Daniel, get people in here. And he's like, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm like, no, we, there are some Nimi Poo people who are doing cool things, but
0: then there's some people who are actually really doing yeah. cool things. And the so, Browns. So, <laughs> so that's why, I, so that's why I had to bring Trey in because he's actually, you know, he doesn't just say he's doing cool things. He actually, oh, he's, there.
1: he's 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 <laughs> about it, not talking about it.
0: Got yeah. Him. You know, okay, some people okay. will, some people will post that about it, but they're not about it. Uh, so we starting out so shady
1: already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is the brown sound. <laughs> <laughs> it is the brown sound.
0: No, but uh, Trey, you want to, you know, maybe introduce yourself, let the listeners know who you are, sure. share a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, where you're from. Oh, Manah, Manah
2: and nice. Wes. I <laughs> Monique uh, Thanks for having me, guys. My name's Tommy Miles Woo-hoo. Williams. Uh, most people on the res know me by Trey. I'm the third. Uh, yeah, enrolled member. Grew up in Lapoy, Went to college college at United Tribes. So, did well there and then now I'm just working in Higher Ed, enjoying my life. Yeah. Thinking about going into grad school. My go. parents are definitely bugging me, but I'd rather just <laughs> make the brown sound more brown than it usually is. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, cuz Daniel's looking that. a little white right now. He's in his yeah. so. <laughs> I just had covid. Just kidding. I'm the I'm the seasoning you guys needed,
0: man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No I'm old, but yeah. damn. I'm all dang I'm, well geez, read us on our dang, this is the tray
2: sound now? Yeah. Hey, I'm not taking over anything
1: Just give, yeah. crap. Just give y'all crap. I'm all you can have. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can have yeah. it. Oh, will come up with our My. other one then. Just kidding. Yeah. Well, the less brown sound Yeah I'm like I'm
0: in my winter white so maybe we call it like off off brown sounds
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Paler brown sound uh, yeah. is, is another potential name, Cheek Beige sound. Bay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, man, uh, good. We think we're funny. <laughs> yes. At least yeah, we, um, <laughs> someone yeah. thinks we're funny. All just ourselves. <laughs> yeah, just our moms. No, Cheek Uh Trey, I, I wanted to ask. I definitely have met you a couple times yeah. before the show and Daniel again has always said really good things about you we've always had a good time anytime when we interact Uh, but something I didn't know is that you're also working in higher ed similar to me Um, and then you how long have you been doing that work? Um,
2: I think a little over a year now just a month shy over a A year yeah yeah,
1: Yeah. that's good and and, um, without getting too personal is there a specific population that you help support and like what does that look like to you now that you're kind of reverse roles here from being a student to being a staff member who supports, uh, right? Yeah.
2: Well, at first, um, so to be in all honesty, um, I was looking for a way to better pay for a grad program and... I was so stressed out because both my parents got master's degrees and they still pay for their loans that they took out. And they, yeah. my mom had me yeah. at 25, I'm 25 now. So it was just like, I don't want to do that. So it, it's a very, it's not yeah. very sincere, but I was just like, what's the best way I could do that? So I was like, well, I could be a staff member and I was being offered a position, which I was thankful for. And cause I was already working as a substitute mm-hmm. teacher. Um, So I got the offer and I just went to see how it goes. And then it just, as soon as I started meeting with students and I work with Native American students and um, yeah, so what I appreciated about this was like I took this risk not knowing what it was going to do for me and it just did a lot. The fact that Mm -hmm. I can make an impact for a student no matter when or where or how was the biggest importance and Mm -hmm. the fact that I could use my experience and being that person I wish I had uh, going into college or finishing out college or any professionalism advice Um, I just honed in on that craft and being uh, African-American as well, being mixed, being a male Uh, Mm -hmm. mentor and education all these things all the things that i am are very rare supplies so um to be honest i leaned in completely i real i realized there was such a high need for that in higher ed and i took the highest offer that i could possibly get and it just worked out wonders for me and this is the most i've been leaning on investing in myself as a person so yeah it's been good i've been appreciating it yeah yeah
1: yeah and there's no shame in that game because that's actually the best kept secret in higher ed work for an institution and then get like a discount you know you get like a prorated discount on continuing your education um so yeah i i can't hate you for that and they're not even I it either
2: they they kind of asked then they kind of would sell that was like their selling point to me like you can go to school for free like i was just like i was like i already know (laughs) (laughs) i "I already know
1: (laughs) you're like well what's that pace? but the crazy thing is like the
2: year i've been here like i'm just so like busy and involved with the community we have here i'm trying to develop the community a part of it is like starting from the ground up other things is adding on to what's already there and i'm just so involved with a lot of students lives and i'm so invested to the point where i'm having i just went to go see my dad last weekend and he he's such a bad he cut my hair he made ribs mac and cheese and i'm just like having the best weekend ever right I'm in the middle of just chowing down on a rib. He's like, so when are you going to go back to school? And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, I was like, I had a mouthful of food. And I was just like, oh, honestly, dad, I'm like still trying to find that program. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to make sure I do this job right. I'm not taking advantage of any organization right. or anyone or anything that invests in me. I want to give it my all. So this this first year, I just right. been getting to, know, uh, getting to know the programs, how they navigate, what What's the issues? Because mm-hmm. I've never worked yeah. in higher ed and I'm using that to my advantage because I don't want to have a, have a preconceived notion on how things should be ran here because I don't know what's best for the program or I don't know what's best for the students. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to assume the things that I struggled with um, when I was in school is what's going on now. Like That's the worst mistake you can make. Things, the right. environment. And the environment of higher ed changes so much every year, especially after COVID. So yeah, I've just been taking notes and um, looking over what I should do, what I can implement. So I have a few ideas on how I want to uh, make a long lasting impact to the Native community here, but just want to strategically figure out how I can implement that now.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds good. I have a follow up question, if you don't mind me asking. So growing up, did you always know that you wanted to pursue? Higher education, you mm-hmm. said mom and dad had a master's. Um, and then, like, because Daniel and I always t- touch on it from a cultural perspective, how did that play into like you having wanting to go to school and pursuing your education? It's not only are you navigating the <coughs> indigenous like perspective, you just shared you're also yeah. uh black, right? You identify as black, right? And so, so how did that play into your, up- your upbringing into like um, pursuing higher education?
2: To be honest, I didn't know what I was was going to get involved in. And that's the thing is I still don't know what my end goal is. I'm constantly figuring out what I want Mm -hmm. to do and where I want to be at. Um, As a kid, you know, it's funny. You're like, the, the things you really enjoy, the things that you like have a big heart for, they never change they just adapt to what you're currently doing in your career so you know when i was working in fisheries i had that same passion and drive of what i just talked about like i want to learn everything about it i want to give it my all and i want to because i i was a mm-hmm. fisheries intern for about four years five years um in the summer so i was just like i want to learn everything and that's just kind of where how i was raised was understanding uh, treaty rights, the community, because my mom had a big leadership role, and so the politics of it was just always in my life. So it was just like, what? No matter what I do, I was like, I have to give it everything, regardless of what that is. Um, and as far as higher ed goes, I didn't. That wasn't really my, you know, ideal choice. I I still remember. I need to find my yearbook. I <laughs> I wrote down. I can't remember. You know, seniors have to write down what they aspire to be or what their goals are. Mine was like, I want to go into fisheries and I want to uh, work for neptic or something. And I want to actually work towards that dam removal and um, restoring our natural resources and restoring order for a lot of things. So it was just like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And first year of college, I took environmental science course and a biology course and they both kicked my ass and I ended up making adjustments but nothing about me changed it just the I just took pivots I really just I I, and that's been the yeah. only way i've been able to process things because when something doesn't work out i just think of it as i used to think of it as like a failure um my biggest dream i wanted to be an nba player or nfl like one of those two and um i wanted to represent the community i wanted to represent voices that weren't being heard uh struggles that weren't being noticed yeah. and you know it was frustrating to me because i could see my basketball career coming sh- slower or like more and more to an end And, and um, I just, you know, at the time I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do now, but I realized my image and what I do and how I impact people around me is something I enjoy. Doing, I enjoy perfecting, and um, I just started doing that with no matter what I went. So education was always something that struggled with me because my mom and dad both got master's degrees. Um, they're really intelligent. They're really yeah. outgoing leaders. And with me, I you know had a communication you know struggle. I I didn't know how to speak up even as a kid, and even now I struggle with that public speaking. I have a fear in. Um, right. I had it graduated with like an eighth grade reading level. I had all these challenges that came from, you know, education and representing and being like a leader. Um, And somehow I ended up facing these challenges in every chapter of my life. And they've been the most rewarding. Those like things that I've been afraid of were actually the things I needed to chase a lot. So yeah, so that was just kind of how I've been able to navigate my career source. And right now it's uh, public speaking and figuring out grad programs because i'm afraid of both in a way so uh i so with this job i have a, right. such a big leadership role with the native community so i have to speak up i have to advocate and i it's so rewarding yeah. because so many people don't know the struggles our communities go through so everything i share is like uh you know a breath of fresh air for them so it's just like we know we need to hear more of this so yeah. you know it's just so rewarding mm-hmm. to do that so i've finally found something that's highly invested in me so yeah i think
0: it's crazy you say that you're scared of public speaking because you do a really (laughs) good job when you do speak you know to the public and i've mentioned this in the last one of the last episodes about how um you know i got to sit on this like uh breakout session with this youth conference at our tribe put on you know and and i shared how you were the keynote You and uh, Nikolai How you guys both You know Spoke about your experience And stuff And how it was just How awesome it was To see You know Fellow Nimi Like men Share You know And be vulnerable Because that wasn't always um, Normal for us You know So I I thought that was pretty cool And I think it's important To just You know Even mention Just like Well one For some context Trey's mom was our first You know Female neptic chairman At our tribal council So she's always been A huge leader in, In our community Community. She was our executive director for the tribe for many years, and you know she's after oh, doing wow. bigger, bigger things now on a bigger scale, helping out more than just Native communities. You know, so she's so just some context. Trey's mom is, you know, she's a legend yeah. out there in Indian <laughs> country, so <laughs> I had to mention that. You know, show our respects. Hey, but, yeah, but no, I, I think that um, you know, one thing that I think what's important or what's cool to see now is mm-hmm. like, because obviously we both grew up in Lapway, and I I am older than you by some years. You know, so uh, my experience yeah. probably in high school is a little bit different than yours, mm-hmm. but like, um oh yeah, don't let. <laughs> well, I'm old like, You're way way much oh, older. We we're not your <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> oh, that was you. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're you're a lot older. No, no But I think it's an, I think it's what's so cool now though. What we're seeing in our community is like we're seeing young like Nimi men step up into the leadership roles, and we're seeing. More, you know, people speak up on things that w- we don't normally talk about, like yeah, mental mm-hmm. health and like the importance of, you know, just being represented in in education or in whatever we yeah. see. You know, I think it's really important that the work that you're doing, you know, you're representing, you know, the, the students that are going to school are seeing themselves in you and your experiences. Right, so, so that's that's, that's
1: pretty it's, cool. That, so that's really really cool. I was gonna touch on the fact. So I'm, I'm thinking back to your quote for your yearbook. And now, and that made yeah. me. Think about like my own I'm like what the heck did I put but the thing to me was like at that age you weren't sure what your what direction yeah. you wanted to move yet or you hadn't made a plan but you still knew that you wanted to continue yeah. to uplift and support your community looking at like the resource um renewal right. or you know the, the conservation efforts for like even the salmon right with the dam but I'm like dang what did I put I think I put a My Chemical Romance yeah. quote like I'm not okay <laughs> but, but the reason days. like that was just like an <laughs> easy
2: answer. And a part of me was just kind of pleasing my family and my community. Uh, And I had such a fear my senior year of letting people down. I just felt like there was so much high expectations. Obviously, Um, I was felt like I was under a scope at times. So hearing having people hear me say like, Yeah, I want to go into fisheries and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like giving people hope was a good thing, but I knew, I knew to my core, I was like, that's probably not what I'm gonna do. And what I've realized, yeah, and what I've realized that's, is that's like, true. if you knew like what you were going into, like, how much would you give your all to make sure that you would do it? Like, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like, yeah. if, if I knew like, okay, I'm gonna be a, like working higher ed, I need to take these steps, I need to make sure I do this, that, I'm not gonna take every step, I'm gonna make shortcuts. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to cheat my way. What's the fastest way Mm -hmm. from point A to point B? And that's not how self-growth works. Like, I had to get kicked down so many Mm -hmm. times. I've had to be so scared to speak up in a classroom. I've had to run into professors who didn't think I was ready to be in classes. Um, You know, I had to be in... I've Mm -hmm. had racial experiences with college coaches, like, just so many things. And it was just kind of like, those were like my, like, Mm -hmm. the ways I would navigate my life. Um, I made decisions based on those things. So I I, I had a football coach uh, try to take advantage of the fact that I was native uh, just so um, just so he could save money on sports scholarships, athletic scholarships. So that was like kind of the first thing. that was my senior year i was being recruited to play football and yeah he uh cut my scholarship to like five grand a year and a fifty thousand dollar tuition school just basically because i was native american and he didn't even know the tribe i was from so i had to trust my gut at times and so what i mean is like when i decide what i want to do like it's it's good to have those dreams and chase them but don't feel bad when things don't work out like i i've always been able to adapt to it and just be like okay well that's just not for me. Um, and football was one of those things I had to accept. And um, I just felt like uh, maybe there's a bigger purpose than following in my dad's footsteps because he was a, a football athlete at Easton Washington. So yeah, there is a lot of things like I had to just learn mm-hmm. to embrace my own path and be comfortable with not knowing where that might be. But what's your present thing that you yeah. can take advantage of now what's going on today that you can make the most out of it and so my worries of making my family or community proud I wasn't concerned about that anymore I was just like I was like how am I gonna make the most of today because yeah. I'm sick of wasting my time or letting people down like I'm not worried about that so I just yeah it's just growing up in Lafoy, it kind of does that to you yeah <laughs> yeah
1: I was gonna ask you as a follow-up to that because that, that makes me think about a lot, a lot of a lot of things growing up too so i yes. identify as bicultural um, even though my parents are mexican and um i'll always have that heritage i have the america right. the u.s experience too right and sometimes i really um growing up i had a lot of doubts about am i mexican enough for my mexican community am i american enough for my american community and sometimes i would overcompensate uh to prove that i was enough of both um and You know, that would also kind of influence my ability or, like, even my goals um, as I interacted with, like, my environment, which is, can I go to college? Am I smart enough? So all my friends were white primarily, and they were all going to college because they all had parents who went to college. And, And so... Um, understanding that that's something I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to get there, then I'm I'm really relating to a lot of the things that you're sharing and that you have to adapt as you navigate those situations. And where I knew I wanted to get to college and I didn't know how to do that, um, you know, I would play into my American identity to kind of like push my way through that, Um and where at times like i would doubt myself because i'm like am i tricking people you know and then imposter syndrome plays into the conversation and even now in my current career there's many doubts that i have even though i've been doing higher ed for at least 14 years now um and now i'm in a you know position where i help manage people it's there's still all these doubts um so to some people it may look like oh they've made it oh they you know they're they're at this milestone that i don't see myself getting to yet but i would like to get there but it's okay to say and i think that's the vulnerable piece that daniel and i try Mm -hmm. to touch on in every episode as we tell our stories and i as we start to engage with other folks who are sharing theirs it's so important that the youth or anybody listening to us that is not there yet and has the same doubts to know you're not alone in that Mm -hmm. we still have it and we're still out here trying to do the best that we can with, uh, you know, given the circ- circumstance in our background, and that shouldn't be a deterrent to you that you can get to the right. same place, if not somewhere similar. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very like, I'm very inspired by yeah. your story, first of all, because there's a lot going on in that. And then the other piece too is you have the added pressure of having parents who yes. have pursued master's yeah. degrees. Um, and people don't talk about how that's, that's pressure in itself. Maybe they're not mm-hmm. putting the pressure on you. They- but you you yeah, they feel don't have to put that to pressure just like, it just, you know, it, I, it just I mean, exists
2: it just exists right yeah yeah,
1: yeah through no one's fault right? right it's not really anybody's fault but it just right. kind of is when it's there and yeah. it's there for real so anyways i had to had to share that i'm like i relate to you in a lot of things in many ways from a different perspective because i know we wear of course different yeah. hats uh and you know yeah it's, it's interesting yeah
2: but yeah i'll just i'll just say like for that diversity you know, standpoint of <laughs> uh, and how that plays into imposter syndrome and I always use this word embrace And then you remember That was what I had to kind of talk about For the Young Men's uh, conference um, Yeah there was a lot of things I was just so focused on what I didn't have Or what I didn't couldn't feel like I could fully identify with And a part of like how I process You know traumas And things that just aren't working my way Is just accepting them for what they are I had to give things meaning I had to give my whole childhood meaning I was like well maybe I was you know you know maybe my path of not feeling like i don't identify black enough or next person maybe there's a point to that i mean i was so i felt like i had a, i was giving a whole new perspective on things and that made me or that allowed me to just embrace my flaws uh a lot and it taught me to be vulnerable mm-hmm. so a lot of the ways how young men would act a lot of that toxic masculinity because toxic masculinity can it looks different in different cultures you know the nespers tribes toxic mm-hmm. masculinity will look different than in Hispanic cultures, but it, it's there. And the fact that I didn't, I, I felt like I couldn't comfortably identify as much. I didn't allow a lot of toxic traits to exist. And I seen what my mom had to go through working in a toxic work environment where it was like, I don't want that at all. So I mm-hmm. so representation was huge for me. Um, but that mm-hmm. that was definitely the hardest like hill I chose to climb um just because I didn't want that responsibility to set the example of, you know, being that ideal, like men or that. Person to set examples for young men um, I was just you know terrified I was terrified mm-hmm. of a lot of things I was terrified of myself first and foremost um, You know because I started to believe A lot of the stereotypes yeah. about black men Or about native men And oh they you know they die mm-hmm. Or they're incarcerated at this certain age Or mental health gets them at this age And usually some of them mm-hmm. fall into drugs Or addiction mm-hmm. and you know It's a constant battle And every young man Every man has that um and so so how i do it's like i i literally brought my journal with me so i have a journal um and that gives me confidence i literally i don't write down nothing positive it's all negative stuff about how i feel about myself it's just like every negative thing i write it down and When I read it again, whether it's a month or a year or two years or 10 years later, I am able to be forgiving to myself. I'm just more compassionate. And I see, and it's just like, I'm not reminding myself, but I'm just like kind of thinking like okay like i'm just being more calm and i'm like understanding like you're not who you think you are so yeah that's just kind of how i process that and yeah. mental health is a big thing and i started working with therapists as soon as i got into college and it's did wonders i've learned so much about myself and given myself so much confidence mm-hmm. but uh someone someone had to take that first step and i didn't yeah. want to be a statistic i didn't want to fall off the deep end and struggle and i didn't want to be that person that in the community that everyone talked about like gosh do you remember when Tommy was in high school he was so much better than he was so much this I was afraid of that like I heard that with so many people yeah. that were like had yeah. bright Bright lives and right. bright futures, and now they just like oh, remember when? I'm like I want to do that's happened to a lot of my family. So yeah, it's, it's it's insane.
0: Yeah, and I think um, you know, I did have a question too about. So I know this, you know, this question always kind of gets asked a lot in a lot of the things that I ever like speak on or whatever, you know, because you know the the community we come from, it's so tight knit. You know, Lapway is like you know <laughs> the best part of the res. Now it's kidding, but like you know like um. <laughs> You know, being from Lapway, is it's it's a, like a special feeling, you know, and I, I always, you know, whenever people ask me, like, what inspires me to do what I do? That's what I wanted to ask you, like, what inspires you or how does our community inspire you mm-hmm. to do the work that you're doing? Because, you know, some and I, and I say this all the time, too, is sometimes having the pressure to always have to represent your community or your tribe or whatever, it's a lot. Like, it does yeah. have this lot of, it's a heavy pressure. It's good and bad at the same time, but I'm always like, sometimes yeah. I'm like, I wish I was white. Nah, nee, just kidding. Right. No. <laughs> so I don't have that pressure. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I want take that back. I don't wish I was one. I, I'm proud of you, but um, <laughs> I just yeah, we all like, uh... <laughs> but like, but like, you know, just because, like there's, you said, like there's this you know,
2: pressure, just the yeah. Pressure and um, I definitely think that's a good question of what inspires mm-hmm. me. I think just being a part of this culture, being a part of the tribe and knowing what both my family's part and what they had to go through. I'm still learning a lot about my dad's just because it's all pretty lost. um, I just know a little bit of my dad's childhood growing up in Chicago, but definitely my grandpa, uh, my great grandpa, David Miles Sr., uh, he was accused or he was convicted of murdering someone and he had to live out his life as a convicted felon. And it wasn't until like, I think he was was before he passed away. Um, The lawyers looked into, and the prosecution uh, found out new evidence that he it wasn't him. So he lived out his whole adult life. Uh, Being seen Mm -hmm. as this uh, convict and he moved from school to school because he was a teacher and he was a Pastor and he was a coach and you know, he the stories I heard about him were just so genuine He didn't hold anything against anybody. I mean he was spit on he was treated badly just because of his record and um, You know the impacts he made there were so many people that like lives were changed just because of what little he had and what he was able to to do. I mean, the fact that you can change someone's life or you can be a blessing to someone's life, something that they're constantly praying that they wish would have happened, just a just a simple little act of kindness just mm-hmm. to nudge yeah. them to make them feel better. Like that is kind of what inspired mm-hmm. me. Um, I, I never wanted to be like a like just an expert on, you know, fisheries or being biracial or anything. I just wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, make you know, change people's lives, make them feel like it's just it doesn't have always have to be bad. Um, so learning that from my grandpa, my great grandpa, and um, seeing my mom kind of practice that um, while raising us was always a big thing. Um, you know, sometimes conflict gets the best of you. Um, trying to be the bigger person and it can be hard it's a day-to-day challenge so mm-hmm. so definitely i um that's I, <laughs> somehow this job found me where i was just like i get to get paid to impact students lives and you don't know like you literally don't yep. know what's going to happen in the future you might impact a student's life where they may may be a governor one day or they may make an impact or they may have uh, some lasting leadership impact mm-hmm. or quality for thousands of people that they meet. Like, it's literally a ripple effect. And I try to take advantage of that. And the younger you are, the more impact you have. Like, there's there's something about that I realized. And it was, it had to do with sports. Like, I see young men and young women, like, take advantage of their image. And a lot of the times, like, when you go shake an elder's hand or where you go to help someone out without being asked or anything, like, there's a reason why our people do that. Like, it's not just because, were were nice people but because it's literally contagious it's so contagious when you do that so when my mom coached she literally forced us like you guys watch your language hold doors open for people shake people's hands look them in the eye my mom like started that culture um and even though it was like obviously if we lost state it was just kind of like there was just things about that <laughs> what my mom wasn't really concerned obviously we all wanted to win we wanted to bring a state title home but what what we did more was like crazy because we hear stories from people from boise from troy from Kami from prairie they're like you know that the that group of young men the way they walked in like it was breathtaking to see like they just had characteristics that we would hire them in an instant if they needed a job or if they needed anything we want to like we want to support good young men and young women mm-hmm. like they just care and they're not asking for anything in return they're just always just taking care of their image, their integrity, and that that can't be, you know, taken lightly. Right. So and that's just kind of what led me to a lot of the stuff that I've done. Mm. So yeah. Yeah.
0: And integrity now is hard to f- come by with uh <laughs> some people yeah. in our community, you know, it's I'm like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Just start throwing shit at our uh,
2: I gotta go hold up now, not skipping. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy.
1: All right, Trey, well, thanks so much for sharing your insight. I think it's so valuable, especially for the youth to hear that, uh, you know, men, especially similar to them or from, you know, representatives of their communities have a, still a lot of doubts, but are are still yet persisting, right, and pushing forward um, in advancing and uplifting their communities. I, I wanted to touch on something uh, briefly, if you wouldn't mind uh, jumping into it with me. And that's uh, recently you supported or we're right. a guest speaker at a youth conference, right? And a lot of, because I've, I've read some of your bios, yeah. disclaimer, I followed a little of your information, so I, I know a little bit on, on some of the things that you've been involved with and what your focus is, but, you know, you're, you're really big on inclusivity. You're really big at, you know, touching on the nuances and the intricacies of being a bicultural person, um, but then also, you know, how do we support the youth uh, who have... Mm similar doubts who have similar experiences and what kind of message can we promote to share to them, um, you know, in engaging in those thoughts and also just like navigating those experiences. What is the message that you have provided to the youth? um, And then how are you supporting those efforts in in, uh, navigating those Um. conversations?
2: conversations I so I when I got asked to speak I really have made it I don't know it was kind of like a thing and I know like I've been talking a lot about myself uh, obviously because of the questions but um but for the but for the conference I wanted a different <laughs> approach I wanted to give the students something especially the young men uh that can stick with them that wasn't just about me because I feel like youth uh they they kind of get tone deaf like oh here comes another inspirational speaker that's going to talk about their life and what they had to go through and how hard it was and so I had a different thing Um, I made steps Uh, I really wrote down all gathered all my notebooks when I wrote when I was in high school and college and so the first step number one was uh, be grateful for your journey Um, be grateful for what you have no matter how small or how insignificant you might think it is it's there so whether it's a parent if you have one parent or two or if you have a grandparent that takes care of you and then another part of that is be cra- be grateful of what your gift is. You know, some people have a gift. Daniel, yours—you make people laugh. You know, mm-hmm. uh, me—I—I I think about how other people are feeling. <laughs> I'm always putting others first. Um, that's really something that I was like that. Te- mm-hmm. I was like that good teammate. I feel like I never wanted to be that lead. I just wanted to see others um, succeed. So it was just like, how can I, you know, and take care of that? Because that is something that if I don't take it to the best of my ability or i don't use that to the best of my ability it's gonna to go to waste and i don't and i'm like seeing all these uh funerals and stuff i'm like man they probably had so much more to offer but we won't know like so that was a that was a word to me the second step was uh positive attitude and this came from my mom you know we we're in there were just a lot of situations in my childhood where you know all i could do was you know, have a sad face or cry about it or mope about it. But after that, things just got worse and worse and worse. So immediately when my mom would Mm -hmm. see me like that, she'd be like, you know, fix your face or, you know, fix your attitude. I know you have one. And so it was just kind of like pretending – not like ignoring my emotions, but you know, make the most out of it. Um because there was a time uh yeah. a college coach went to watch one of our games and me and my mom kind of got into it. Um, you know, just coach uh son uh getting into it and you know, my mom just got mad at me for rebounding or something, but I ended up got so mad I flipped a chair and I was pissed and it was in front of a coach. And you know, I don't know if this confirmed whether he wanted to recruit me or not, but I know it didn't help at all. And so that was another thing like I I ruined my opportunities by not having a positive attitude no matter anyone can watch anyone watching you or around you can you know make or break your day by those opportunities they might not want to say hi to you if you have a shitty attitude so the the third one um was probably the most important that i wanted the the young man to take was getting getting out of your own way and what i mean by that is is that you don't know like you don't know the secret to everything you might think you do but don't make decisions just because you think you know what's best for you be optimistic um i remember seeing all these college recruiters coming in uh these international programs uh where you could go study overseas and stuff and it was just like like in I just remember hearing a lot of my friends and even me personally. I'd be like, "Oh, that ain't for me." Like, I don't even know why they're talking. Like, I'm just not even gonna listen. Like, you you know how much you can get in your own way by already making these pre notions or these decisions where you don't even know where they might take you. Um, and it, you get in your own way, and yeah, there is no one that keep, will keep you away from your goals, your destiny, what you want out of life than yourself. I'll I'll just say that that that's just what my mom and dad always yeah. taught me. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't matter if your coach kept you on the bench it didn't matter if your employer didn't give you that opportunity <laughs> you wanted those are like a half a percent of insignificance but the rest is all you and and that's just what i've always learned it's yeah. at the end of the day it's always me so i've always especially my senior year when i felt like i had nothing to show for and i was just so nervous about going out into the world where you know I had a coach from North Dakota that wanted me to play and he was highly invested in me and he was like, you know, I I can see you as my team captain this year and I really want you to go here. So it was just like, you know, I don't know anything about this school. (laughs) I don't know where it's gonna go, but hey, (laughs) I'm not gonna get in my own way. And I'm gonna just, you know, have faith and not like I'm not trying to preach God or anything, but have faith in yourself. And I that's really just me getting my out of my own way uh the last one is just be present um this and this is like a more mental health one um just embrace every single thing about your day as humanly possible um like everyone keeps saying yeah high school goes by in a blink of an eye and you know there's a lot of times i wish i could go back and you know rekindle those memories with my friends and stuff but i'm i only got with i only got what i remember and a lot of stuff i forgot so uh being present it just like making the the most out of your day and even if it's a very shitty day hey make the most out of it and even if it's bad and that's why I use journaling yeah. uh, journaling is my way to just make the most out of it um, and there was a little side tips for all these four steps one of them was take healthy risks, Um and that's a part of getting out of your own way um, you might be scared to do something. You might someone might see you as uh, mm-hmm. speaking at an event or so, um, and you're so nervous about what if, but you don't realize that what that risk can do. But it's a healthy risk. It's only only positive things happen of taking yeah. these healthy risks. And young men in Lapway, I feel like need to start doing that more, uh, getting out of their comfort zone as much as possible, um, mm-hmm. and. It, it's you there's mm-hmm. just there's no secret formula, there's no extra reps, it's literally you just gotta be brave and get out there and that's some things that I always struggle with. So for example, and I use this for this for the conference was I kept getting asked to join BPA and I didn't like it just because I had to do presentations, I had to speak in front of all these white people about my business idea and stuff, and I was just like, No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh and it was like Uh, Like, I know, like, I'll probably get to do all these things, but I just don't want to do it. Fast forward, I see all my friends in Boston and D.C. and all these cool places. And they're meeting other exciting people that are their age that aspire to be the most. And I was just, like, I was so mad at myself. Like, I literally ruin the opportunity and so that's the lesson i had to learn and um yeah and so the last one was uh turning off social media if you feel like you're lost and you don't know what you want to go into or you don't feel like man i'm just not passionate about anything well turn off your cell phone uh don't look at how happy people are how inspirational they are because you feel like you have nothing to show for your ability but the thing is you just not even focusing on what you care about so during school i would just not get on instagram or snapchat uh maybe facebook just keep just to connect with my fam but just to stay away from those influencers and stuff just so i can just see who i am as a person what do i really care about and i realized there's a lot of stuff that i thought was important i was like man that's honestly not even that big of a deal <laughs> and uh so that's just kind of the things i yeah. i try to live by and yeah that's just what i've been using now like, turn, off, turn
0: off tinder <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna
1: say i think it just took us to church daniel like all the things yeah. that you were saying i was thinking Reach. about all the times I, I was uh, in my own way and the opportunities i yeah. missed but all that i can relate to yeah and, yeah I, I really hope our listeners can can really do some reflection with what you just shared because i think it's all been very very valuable Absolutely. So thank you thank again you so much for appreciate sharing it
0: that yes, and and I think that's a a good way to wrap up this episode and jump into our what do you call it brown noises seg our segment brown noises yeah. are... <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: what are brown noise <laughs> your, with your brown tongue uh, your, your native tongue stuff um. <laughs> So our language lesson, how we end every episode, we always do something. So I'll share something in Nimi Putim, and then Javi will share something in Spanish. So for us, since today, you know, you were talking about, you know, your story and sharing your story, I thought it'd be good to teach our listeners how to say, tell your story in Putim, the nezperous language. So how to say that would be, imim." So Javi, say it. I'm imim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that... Is
1: that... <laughs> did what did yeah <laughs> i was like yeah did what him right mm-hmm. all right let's hear Trey <laughs> yeah. that's the worst when a Poo teacher just
2: has no response for you they're just like you know that was <laughs> yeah, the worst thing is. funny story my my name giving ceremony i remember i was like i didn't know how to pronounce it at all and no one told me what my name was like oh you'll hear during the ceremony and then they kept saying it and i was just like henna kahen, can you <laughs> like I was like, all these elders are just looking at me with shame <laughs> in their eyes, like, this fucking guy.
1: <laughs> so and really quick for our listeners, what is a naming ceremony since
2: you brought it up? Uh, naming ceremony, I don't know. I'm not no expert for ceremonies, but it's really essential to um, how we stay in touch with our ancestors and giving ourselves, giving Especially Nimipu people, well, all tribal people, um, it gives them identity. um, And it's just how we're able to communicate and connect with the people we've lost in our past. So when we are in ceremonies, when we're in sweat especially, you introduce yourself because Hanyuat, the creator, and a lot of your ancestors that passed, they recognize you by your indian name so that Mm -hmm. ceremony is kind of like it's kind of like Mm -hmm. your your day you're born almost so it's that that's how important it really is so okay yeah and like a lot of
0: times too so like when when, and i know nimipu culture when we have our Mm nimipu tip you know, our Nez name is um, a way of not yeah. being lost when we, when we do transition over to the spirit world. So when we, you know, that day we do meet our ancestors, they will call us by our nest person name. And so then we, you know, so yeah. most nest first people do have a nest Perce name. Um, but yeah, cause it's, it's like, it's a spiritual thing, but yeah. yeah so and it's we'll a, give you like we'll a, give you a traditional thing. Yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I remember yours. Is it it, um, is it AXI? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so it, the, the brown noises uh, term then was titwatim imim. Is that right? hmm Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm Okay. <laughs> did, did, did Trey do it? I'm like, who did it better? <laughs> I'll put a <laughs> Come
0: on, Harvey. Just watch it. Uh, to quenow right. it. He tampered yeah. yeah. now
1: Okay. Just <laughs> it. Okay. I, was, you know, yeah, I just had to I ask. Uh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Daniel, who did it better? Don't do it, Daniel. Oh, <laughs> 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 Well, it's not a competition. a competition. <laughs> Well, the listeners will tell us. Yeah, you know. I mean, he's in sports. He knows. And I'm just competitive by nature, too. So, you know, I'm just kidding. So uh, in Spanish, and I'm so excited it's a complex sentence. Uh No, just one word, because Daniel always gets it right in Spanish. Um, We would say to ask someone to tell your story, you would say, um, Comparte tu historia. Comparte. Comparte tu historia.
0: Comparte tu historia.
1: Historia. Is,
0: there
2: you go. Comparte, Comparte
1: historia. historia. Comparte Tu Historia. I, yeah, way better than I have such Good a job. No. Good job tongue, back. I was I, like... No, uh, I had to... the
2: Dia de los Muertos. I, you still didn't struggle with that, but they wanted me to speak. They wanted me to speak at their event for the, that holiday, and I was scared shitless, because the community the community at the this university is just packed with Hispanic folk and all their family came and they wanted to have someone else's talk about Native American culture and how we look at death in the afterlife. And I was like, these people are gonna look at me like yeah. some weird colonizer fuck. I was like, I better come correct, like Yeah, so
1: yeah, you should have you been like, I'm Dominican, nah, what's they up? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, viene lo muerto.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. just, Oye, chico, what's yeah. up? I'm the worst Viene muerto, chico. I, like, <laughs> I could just be the most res person in there like, okay, he's he's something. He's something. We just don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> yeah, Holy... I,
1: watched, uh, I watched Coco. I know what's up. That was the worst <laughs> thing because I, I didn't know anything about that holiday. And I was
2: like, you better not be fucking referring to Coco. Like, I was like, you're just gonna offend because they're gonna be like, hey, I don't watch Brother Bear and refer to your movie or your culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brother Bear. Yeah, and it's all
1: white people who make the movies. Hey, so Coco yeah, really, know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I learned a lot. I have an ofrenda up now. Yeah. Every, every yeah. November. My ofrenda. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, no, thank you both for for sharing and, you know, happy that you now know the phrase in Spanish. And Comparte historia. tu historia. Tu historia. So we're gonna jump into the shady... Ya, yeah, tu historia. Daniel, you're gonna jump into two shady oh.
0: questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me Me shady questions? Me... Okay, Uh so the shady question round goes, we ask three questions you can get out of only answer, or get out of not answering one. So, we'll ask three questions, and if you're brave enough, you can answer all three, or you can skip out on one. So, the first question would be... What is your worst memory? Number two, how often do you find yourself missing your ex <laughs> <laughs> or an old fling, whatever? You know, some people, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't date, they just have flings. Javi, yeah. um... oh, what's the best fling <laughs> ever? And number three, what do you find most challenging in your life right
1: now? Dang, self-reflection kind of questions. Huh? I'm like
2: my therapist.
1: Like, it's I a good was thing like, that my three therapist of us are in doesn't even know. And this, this will yeah. be yeah. easy, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. All, All right, well, usually our guests, our guests, oh, I'm, first I'm, first, I'm right? skipping yeah. the yeah. second Great, you, question. You got it. Daniel, you already know why. <laughs> How did I'm trying you... to get me to gossip. Around, but um, so the first one, what's like the worst memory? Yeah. <laughs> It was, that was it, right? Worst memory? Gosh. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you meant your fling was your worst memory. I
2: was like, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. No. I, it's I, like that. Yeah. Gosh, Poor story? girl. Probably uh, when I found out my cousin passed uh, fentanyl. That was probably the worst, and it was weird. It was like I was. It was during the summertime. I was down in Boise for the Bam Jam three on three tournament, and it was weird because all my friends, all my day ones, my brother, and all the boys from Lapway were all together, right? And like my cousin AJ was like the only one that wasn't with us, and it was like that morning, uh, that Saturday morning, was like we found out he passed away. So yeah, that was definitely like the shittiest day, and we had to drive back. So, driving back that day, yeah. and I was like, I was hungover too. So, I was just yeah. like driving through, you know, the cannons through Whitebird and stuff. I was like, this sucks. But yeah, what was the last question? Yeah. Uh, what do you find most challenging in your life right <laughs> now?
0: <laughs> or who? <Just>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or or um, who? No. Gosh, I have, there's a lot of things. I will say, with just accepting failure at times. Um, being not being a perfectionist, I will say, um, definitely when you start a new job or something, I just want to make everything happen right. And there's been times where I've been, you know, terrified of being a leader and stuff like that. But just like, how do I just accept where I'm at and be okay with it? And that's probably the biggest thing. Um, other thing Mm -hmm. is going back into school, there's probably, I was like, it's just like a, like a tall, mountain that I gotta climb and just like I'm gonna wait till later to do that <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's kind of like the two things but yeah. yeah that's probably what I'm struggling with today. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's I great, guess I'll hobby. go next yeah let's go worst Hold
1: memory down. worst memory so I'm gonna say yeah like finding like traumatic memories yes I'm there with you Uh mm-hmm. Tommy when my grandpa passed away I think that was like a thing too I remember everything about the situations I remember my mom got mm-hmm. the call and then you know she cried and we're like what's going you ahead. know it's kind of like yeah. the shock of it all um and then having to make all the plans to travel and figure out like yeah. how to getting to mexico how we can get a flight there as soon as possible and then also like things are expensive so then planning out yeah. like who can go like how can we make this work for the people that need to stay behind how do we know that they're taken care yeah. you know there's like there's yeah. just so many things but um the other thing if i if yeah. we're not thinking about like tragic things like that i keep thinking about and you guys think about it too have you ever like late at night just like been you know before you go to bed you start thinking about about like situations where you like stepped into it, like like an awkward situation, and then you're like, oh my <laughs> god, why did I say that, or why mm. did I do that, or I wish yeah. I would have done it different, Um, you no. know, like just shameful little moments mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm not gonna share a specific one, but sometimes I I sat there <laughs> at night and then I like just no shamefully go to bed.
2: <laughs> it's, it's like, like a like memories, that's a raven I mean? when she has those like quick memories, but they're like in my past. I'm like, man, I fucked up, or like, <laughs> like why. I would or like
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah, did I really just, did say that? just say that or just something Yeah, stupid. Dude, I... yeah no and I, oh, I hate myself I that. get to the point where yeah. I like kinda like I don't know if you catch me, but sometimes if I'm spacing off, that's when it happens and I kinda like like flex like I'm pissed off. Like it's like so it's so cringy where my body just like, oh like I don't want to think about that. Like I cringe yeah, like so yeah. hard. Like and it's usually when I'm driving and it's just my brain's like, Hey, you like remember when you pissed your pants, bro? I'm just just like yo, <laughs> like, yeah. like it'll be yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not even yeah. trying to think about that.
1: Like. <laughs> Yeah. And, the, and a lot of the times is definitely when I was like um like having a couple drinks and you know, like I said something and I'm like, did I say and then, you know that's always that's always yeah, that's always a thing. Daniel Daniel's always amazing. reminds me of times when I was mean. Daniel's the best friend you about. can have. And then, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel yeah, just reminds me about all right moving on uh so then how, do you often find yourself missing your ex oh let's skip that one for a second Someone's answer answer that question. An i already chose not to <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think daniel yeah, yeah um what do you find most challenging in your life right now uh you know trey i'm i'm there right with you when i'm thinking about like all the all the like doubt i have about my ability to do my current job i'm still new to the job or fa- fairly new. And recently, and part of the reason for why I started therapy, and I've been very transparent about this, I've been dealing with anxiety that manifests yeah. in ways that I have never mm. seen it before for me personally, yeah. which is why I started therapy yeah. while I'm trying to work through like trauma. Um, and these are things that, you know, as men, culturally for me as a Latino, you know, we're taught, yeah. bottle that up, you know, be a man, <laughs> just deal with it. Yeah. Um, and here I am at a young age, late 20s, where I'm still like navigating Oh, <laughs> uh, late those things you know I'm, I'm just talking about how old i look Daniel. You know? um and so <laughs> <laughs> it's... and so you know there's there's definitely a lot of that self-doubt and mm-hmm. things that i'm still trying to work through um especially as it relates to my like anxiety i think and i'm still figuring it out you know there's some things that me and my therapist are are navigating which is good mm. um now back to the second question <laughs> how often do you find yourself missing your ex oh you know the answer to that is I'm gonna pass on that question. Dan, you Daniel's gonna be answer alive. it now. <laughs> oh, well. yeah, you pressure.
0: Um, so what is my worst memory? I think one of my worst memories is getting arrested. Um, <laughs> I can will laugh say about why. It now, right? Yeah, yeah we I can, can laugh, laugh now. More, but yeah. I will say why I got arrested, but the whole process of like getting like kind of you know a little bit like harassed by the cops and then like cuffed yeah. and booked that was probably one of my lowest moments in in my life. But I, I'm over it now. I'm like, shoot, I want my mugshot. I might sell it. Just kidding. <laughs> well, like, put it on t-shirts and sell it. it. Yeah. yeah. No, so that's why one of my worst memories is just being arrested. Um, how often do I find myself? You know what's so crazy? Right now on Snapchat, this is one thing sometimes why I hate Snapchat, is there's memories that pop up from like three or four years ago. And I'm like, damn, Snapchat. I'm not even friends with them no more. I'm not, not even, you know, I don't even fuck with that person no more. But um, I feel like during this time of year, it's always very, like, the same memories pop up from like three or four years ago and I'm like, wow. Damn. But um, so lately, I guess I've been having those thoughts a little bit. Off. I'm like, damn, like should just send like a hey, how are you? It's been a while. But no, like not. Nah, I I've right. worked Don't past that. It. Yeah, I know. Right. So I'm good. But um, and well, what do those I late nights? Do? What you up to? <laughs> hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> how's your
1: yeah. How's your mom doing? <laughs> hey, how's your abuela doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I miss your mom's yeah, cooking. You, you you oh, oh, it oh like I miss
0: that, your hey? mom's food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 <Remini> kindling
1: <Yeah. laughs>
0: uh, no but and so what do I find most challenging in my life right now I think a most challenging thing right now for me would be just um, I think prioritizing my health oh, I feel okay. like uh, I mean I mean I just I mean obviously getting over COVID, but I feel like uh, there's probably more things I can do to be more active and, you know, go out. I've been going out for walks after work with my dog. And so I think just prioritizing, like, just being more active and yeah. um, being more out on the land. So that would probably be the most challenging is just prioritizing, like, you know, the health part. But yeah. Cheek
1: as your friend, I ought to say, like, you may not think that you're doing it, but in all the conversations we have, I feel like you're making a lot of good strides in it. You know, I mean, especially with like starting therapy, Uh, because health isn't just the physical; it's like overall like well-being. And then, how how do we connect with like our cultural health? Because that's a thing we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. How you know, because being being in your community, engaging in your cultural traditions, Mm -hmm. also like feeds and you know your body in a way that the other things you know don't. And and it it helps you. It helps you so much. So I I want to say I I've noticed as your friend that you're doing a lot in that. So well. Thank you. mm. (laughs) Gonna make me cry, yeah,
0: but um, yeah, so I guess that wraps up today's episode again, Mm -hmm. Trey Mm -hmm. Katsiao, for being here. You're always welcome back on the brown sound, the beige sound, whatever you want to call it. Um, kind of of a brown
1: sound, yeah,
0: (laughs) 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 you're always welcome back. You know, definitely appreciate all the wisdom you shared today. I think is really cool to, yeah, just you know, be vulnerable and you know, share, share. a little bit about our journey and stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: Fun fact, uh, Trey, I wanted to share my first time oh. learning Katsuyao uh, was when I was <laughs> helping with Hoist. My students taught me that. And at the end of the year banquet, your boy goes up there to give a speech. <laughs> on like thank you for a great summer i'm gonna miss everybody and a lot of parents came yeah. up you know because we had a lot of students from lapway and i go uh you know I, and i wrap it up with a good cut say yow yow you know or something <laughs> like that and everybody laughed at <laughs> me you know what's another funny <laughs> story about hobbies he played oh, chief no. joseph in fourth <laughs> oh, no,
0: he I played do. chief joseph in his idaho history class. <laughs> Because he was the only brown kid in this
1: club. <laughs> okay, beep. Before I get canceled no. by my namey poo listeners, you were a victim. I was in fourth grade. My white teacher, <clears throat> yeah, my white teacher made me. She even brought me moccasins.
2: No, <laughs> that that's that's <laughs> terrible.
1: And then, and, and then fifth grade year old me went up, or fourth grade year old me, or however old, however old you are in fourth grade, I went up and did like a how you know one of those like stereotypical. <laughs> I will fight no, no more forever. No, that's literally insane. I remember yeah. for.
2: Oh. it was fourth grade we started to learn about lewis lewis idol history mm-hmm. yeah Idaho history.
1: And i don't that's right? when we
2: first started learning yeah. about york and i remember our teacher kind of brought up like yeah it'd be cool to kind of do a place just so you guys understand the uh, context of it and i remember someone was like yeah trey could be york i was like fuck you like <laughs> you know who's yours i don't know who that is uh, who's yours i think he's one of the yeah he that is so messed yeah, up yeah, that's, no, he you was just a had slave, to say that um, and dang that was for with uh, lewis and clark and you know it's with so there's clark. so much about him that's not talked about uh, he had i'm not an expert on it but i just mm-hmm. used it just to advocate on things. Yes. He, he had children in the Nesper's tribe. Um he was never given his he was never given his freedom mm-hmm. oh, wow. after he basically saved countless lives, including his slave owners, during that expedition. Um to the day he died. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um wow. and he like he made so many he benefited so much for just the relationships with tribes that were about to kill that expedition uh group. But you know, they wanted to learn more about York and what i love most about that and they barely touched on it even in the fourth grade i was pissed but the fact that chief joseph and all these other chiefs of the tribe they've never they only allowed uh all of them to have dinner with them if york could be up there too because it wasn't it wasn't that status and i'm all lecturing on but uh (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't that status of (laughs) like power it was like who's the most valuable in your group like and it was just like they could give a shit about that status like oh these are slave owners like we don't care they're like okay well York literally he knows how yeah. to hunt he knows how to fish he knows how to speak the language probably better I mean he's doing all these things to save your life they're like mm-hmm. he's technically your chief like him and Sac- him and Sacagawea are like your two yeah. most valuable players on the team like they're they're sitting here and that was the thing that they had mm-hmm. in their journals like we weren't allowed to have dinner with them unless we had York with us and I was just like I was like does no one really want to touch on that now like yeah. well and how, how valuable, valuable the next first tribe looked at right? him because there was a lot of tribe members that threw shade at like black, mm-hmm. black people i was like well your ancestors wouldn't be too happy about that <laughs> like yeah so no right. that was right. i'm glad we didn't have a play i'm sorry you had to be chief joseph but i bet you killed it man i bet you killed it yeah <laughs> 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 i was
1: yeah. the From best the brown little that's cool <laughs>
0: did. Yeah. He had that Chief Joseph that the, last speech, huh?
2: I <laughs> you just have the
1: Colonel said that. I probably did. I can't remember anything about it. Yeah. I just remember that I wore moccasins and that I had to wear a little <laughs> big uh, headdress. <laughs> so before anyone cancels that me, that was not me. That was my fourth I know. I want to oh, see the picture. picture. You know I exists. don't know if that picture exists. <laughs>
0: you know <it's- laughs> it exists at Caldwell Caldwell Middle schools elementary good times good times Uh,
1: good times well thank you so much again for indulging us on the brown sound um yes you're welcome to come back any other time that you that you want to come in we've had we've had such a great time and i know that you will continue to do good things and we'll keep hearing about them because because we do we do and so i think this is a good way to wrap up the episode right daniel any last thoughts for anybody before we peace out i got nothing I shared everything. He's like, I'm all, did you want to thank us? <laughs> oh, you're welcome.
0: No. No. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Bobby. You know what? I'm just kidding. You are know, gonna be heard kidding. over. You're gonna be heard over in over 80 countries now. Yeah, for the US, like, okay. Canada. Let me let me
2: start yeah. over, Let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> like reading all scripted. I'm teasing up am totally. All, I want to thank Brown Sound. <laughs> Daniel Javier for making the spiciest episode on season four. <laughs> yeah. and, um, yeah. and the 80 countries, give a shout out. Probably. My Instagram Probably. is now. Like... <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I'll tell you, What's your favorite country? So when they're listening, they. Yeah. My favorite country.
2: <laughs> it's like the U.S. I no. was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite country is Nimi Poo country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but i guess just to wrap things up you know again you could follow the brown sound podcast on instagram at just brown sound podcast if you you know fill it in your tamina in your heart to give us a five-star rating go and do that if you don't feel it then just you know don't do it just get all just yeah just just keep that to yourself then no but uh seriously appreciate all our, <laughs> our listeners out there shout out to all our you know supporters and shout out again yes, to trey sir. thanks again for being here and sharing you know your story and yes. uh, uh, hope you all have a top ta- ta- line, a good day. Go in a good way. Oh,
1: ho Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Adios. and muchas gracias for listening to the brown sound podcast we had a blast with you all today and make sure
0: to tune in next time to follow us more closely check us out on instagram at the brown sound podcast for partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us you can shoot us a dm on instagram
1: disclaimer the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only